0: The Professional Carpaclanism Restorers podcast informs companies just like yours why we need to do this together. This free service allows you to obtain business insights that help develop and grow your company to allow for a better lifestyle. Together we have the ability to provide valuable insights, knowledge, guidance and personal resources accumulated over many years. This podcast is developed for you to claw back your valuable time and hopefully help with your forward goals. This podcast it's all about giving back, no strings attached, no funny business, no get-rich-quick schemes, but simply to provide some of mine and our amazing co-hosts their wisdom, stories, and hopefully some valuable insight. Together, we have the ability to grow, sustain, and provide a healthy work-life balance for all the cleaners and restorers. As this is totally free, please subscribe, write a review, and share this podcast today. Now onto the show. We would like to thank our sponsor, Casey the Cleaning and Restoration Science Institute. increase recognition and valuing your expertise. Welcome to another fortnight of the Professional Carbon Cleaning Restorers podcast. So this week we are introducing JC, the skateboard maniac. So John is a very close friend of mine and a very good personal speaker, has been personal speaking now for many years let's say we won't suggest his age but oh, thanks, few, thanks bro years. so but uh yeah so we just catch up with john today just have a chat and discuss his topic of uh experience and that is what is that john motivation oh. and Mot-
1: motivation inspiration resilience
0: resilience that's the know, one resilience yeah. is a good one and and, and um uh, no more fitting time to talk about that now um, what's going state, on in the world? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so this has been recorded on the Gold Coast, um, and we we're just talking off air about the border closure and what's going on. And so, just just for the background of everybody, um, John's a little person. Um, I'm not a midget. No, but you're little. <laughs> <laughs> he's under six foot tall. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What
1: are you, six to it? I'm two six. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, if you've never, if you've never known who JC is, like, Google John Skateboarding John. Motivational speaker. Mate. Just go straight
1: to my website, mate, yeah. johncudis.com.
0: Well, that too. Mate, even though you're two foot six, you're still huge in China. So oh, thanks, that's brother. the main thing. So. Oh, I haven't been there
1: for no, a while. haven't been there now. I haven't so. been there for
0: a while, mate. Yeah. So, But anyway, look, let, let's uh, let's catch up with yourself first and let the viewers know who are who you are, a little bit about your background and while well, we can joke about it. So, because I think that's the main thing is about...
1: Laugh at yourself.
0: Yeah. Love yourself. Make light of life.
1: Yeah, well, firstly, mate, I um, thank you for having me. Absolutely. You know, we've been mates for a very, very long time, um, and here's a little story about Phil. He loves going to In-N-Out Burgers in Vegas <laughs> in a limousine. That was one of the best things we've ever done. It was so good with a few beers. With a few beers, and our actually our wives <laughs> were with us as well. The limo was that big it couldn't go through a drive-through. Had to get out, run inside to get the order. And they come back out and jump in the limo. Yeah. That was an unreal time.
0: Doesn't everyone do that? Uh, well, they should. <laughs> if they haven't, it's an experience. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Look, I am. Um, you're right. I'm a, I don't know if I'm a skateboarding guru. That's uh, that's down to, our, down to my mate, Tony Hawk. Um, I was born with legs that were all deformed and bent out of shape. And one month before my 18th birthday, I chose to have them amputated removed. Um. My parents backed me 100% to to have it done. My body, my life, they supported me. Other people thought that I was absolutely fucking crazy for going to do it. And, you know, how could you do it? Why would you do it? And what I say to them is that if you've got a beautiful tree with a dead branch, what do you do to that branch? You Mm -hmm. cut it off, don't you? You chop it off. And... That's what I did. My, my legs were absolutely dead branches. They were in the way. They were a hindrance. So I went down to the butcher shop one afternoon and hopped on the bandsaw. Perfect. Then I took them home and gave them to the dog. He loved them. buried them. <laughs> still <interesting>. yeah. <laughs> I actually, the, the truth is, when the doctor removed them, I did ask him if I could keep them. And he said, what do you mean? I said, I want to put them in a pickle jar and put them on my bed head. That'd be a great talking point. But no, he wouldn't fucking let me do that either so (laughs) I think they actually burn them that's what they do they actually burn them so uh, I had a few challenges in my life as you know Phil because you've known me for a long time and we've chatted over many situations including a poker table um, which we both love but it's life is literally what you make it and we've all made mistakes we've all had challenges and as long as we learn from our mistakes, I don't care how many mistakes I make, as long as I'm learning, as long as, you know, they're not intentional mistakes and they're not deliberate mistakes, because then you just been a fucking dickhead, in
0: yeah.
1: right? Uh, but you learn from it. And the challenges, the things, uh, what they are, it becomes a challenge when, when a, a so-called problem is put in front of us. And if we turn our back on it, that problem has gotten 10 times bigger and 10 times harder. But if we choose to face it, it then becomes a challenge. And no matter what challenge is in front of us, there's a way around it, over it, around it, or my way straight through the bloody thing, yeah. you know. So, And the whole world right now is, is facing a very big challenge with what is going on. I mean, just here in our own backyard with the border closures and stuff, people are up in arms and, you know, there's businesses going down to Gurgler and livelihoods lost. And, and mine too been a speaker which is live entertainment there's been no live entertainment in australia for fuck knows how long mm. you know and the two biggest industries that have been hit is tourism and live entertainment Yeah. and it's it, look i i do trust the process then you have to trust the process that it will come back and it will come back i mean in mid-august early to mid-august i had I think it was like 14 or 15 gigs booked for Newcastle, ready to go. And the day before I left, Newcastle become a hotspot. And then the day after, or that afternoon, um, the Premier closed the borders. So I wasn't going anywhere, you know? So in the, last, in the last 18 months, I reckon I've done maybe half a dozen gigs in 18 months. Like financially, it's diabolical, you know, and... And thanks to you, you know, you helped me out a little bit. I really appreciate that. But I, I would literally be up shit creek. Yeah. You know, Leanne's had to go out and get a job, and when I mean go out and get a job, I mean I, I need some personal care in that as well. But you know, that's had to slow down because of, of what she's doing, and she's, she's been traffic controlling, and this fallacy of traffic controllers get good money is a load of absolute shit. You know, you know when you get good money. When you're single you've got no tie downs. you can go and do all this overtime working on highways you right. know you're working over night time then you got to get good money but you know it, who else wants to get paid to go play in the traffic
2: yeah
1: you know it's a
0: dangerous job and that look you bring up a point there too is that um you know traveling so tourism yeah just traveling yep yep and uh motivational speaking yep or live entertainment live entertainment you know um and look and they all go hand in hand. Absolutely, they do. They yeah. all go hand in yeah. hand. So, so the, and it sort of shut down overnight. Yeah. You as well. So, yep. and there's been no backup plan because no one knew what was going on. That's right. So,
1: and people say, "Why don't you get on Zoom to do it?" For someone like myself, to with the, um,
0: it's a visual. Reel, it, isn't it? The, the, the visual impact. Yeah.
1: Of seeing a guy with no legs on stage in front of you. Yeah rather than just a head on a screen is very very different.
0: Because yeah, it's showing the drink bottle. Yeah,
1: yeah, it shows so many different yeah, things, yeah. you know. So many different things. And yeah. yeah, I I have tried to do a couple of zoom ones and I, I feel in myself it just it just doesn't have the impact. And i then in saying it I don't want to taint my work yeah as being not as because what you know, and I'm not trying to bloody blow smoke up my ass, but, you know, from the feedback and that, that I get from people like me on stage is, is unreal. It's yeah. pretty good.
0: It's know. the interaction you get.
1: Uh, absolutely. Oh, and yeah. That's,
0: and that's, that's yeah. the theatrics of it, isn't it? You
1: know, uh, if you do it online, the only interaction you get is a thumbs ahead. up emoji yeah, right. or a wink. Yeah. You know, there's, there's no, you can't banter, you can't do anything. Yeah. And I mean, and you know, again, you know, you know me that nice. well, I have a lot of humor in my presentations. Yeah. Because I find that when there's humor in it, people will remember it more. Yeah. You know, of it breaks course, down that barrier. It breaks down the yeah. barrier. And of course, I mean there's tears and whatever else too. And the emotional yeah. roller coaster that we go on during my presentation is huge. And yeah. it just that impact on a fucking computer it's just not there. That's
0: right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a challenging time, but you gotta trust the process. You know, I I I honestly believe that. The state borders won't be open. They may just be open before Christmas. Um, I mean, Queensland can go, we can go to Northern Territory. I don't think we can go to WA now because they've had another COVID case overnight in WA and it was a truck he drove through South Australia wow. into WA. Um, so I, it, it's just a crazy time right now. But we, as I said, trust the process, you know. you got to trust the leaders of this country to to. To get us through it. And I gotta tell you, being a politician is not a popularity contest. <laughs> it's about doing the fucking job. Yeah. You know, and I I would I would hate to be a politician. You know, you can't please everybody, I think but you've just got to do what's right. Hey,
0: I think you'd be a good politician. Oh no, fuck no You love to talk. No. <laughs> that I do love to do, brother. I do love to talk. So that's that's interesting, John. Because um, most people think celebrities—they got all this money—and oh. and look, you are—you are a celebrity in your own right. No, oh, thank that, you, mate. That's your job. I'm you half know? a celebrity. I'm yeah. a celeb. <laughs> <laughs> Just a pretty. Yeah. Okay. That'll do me. <laughs> celeb pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, it's hard for everybody. So yeah. you know, it's impacted. It's definitely impacted your life. That oh, it's, fucking like it's for a long time, you know. Mate,
1: I, I, and look, I'm going to be honest with you, Phil. I have found myself on more than one occasion in the fetal position in my shower, mm. bawling my eyes out, thinking, what the fuck am I going to do?
0: Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. how am I going to get through this? You know, like I'm waiting on fucking people to come and knock it at my door saying, mate, you know, you got to pay your fucking bills. I'm doing my fucking best. Yeah. You know, it is so difficult. They're, I mean, there are so many other people. I mean, there's a, we know of stories of people killing themselves because they can't cope. Mm-hmm. You know, we just, we've got to support each other. We've got to back each other. And we've got to help each other through this because it's, it's fucking so hard at the moment for so many people. And the thing that helps me through it is that no matter how bad I think oh, I'm going, there is someone worse. You know, and there are always someone worse off than you.
0: But how do, you, um, how do you get yourself up? How do you, as a human being, being in a position of where you were, yep. how do you get yourself up? Because humility has to play a part of it. Oh, that. it has to. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's that's probably one of the biggest things we look at is that um, for, for a long time, people look at someone's status of where their job is. Yep as a, that's the person. Yeah. Oh. We don't look at them as yep. a person with a skill or a yep. advantage or something. And I think that's the benefit of doing something like this as well with you is that every time we, I mean, I've done uh, multiple of these sort of conversations with you and every time you come away, it's, you know what, you're right. Mm. You know, you've got to get yourself up. Yep. you got to keep moving as hard as it is. And look, I'm not here to say that, I've done it easy, but I've been in an industry that's been required. It's a, a central service. That's right. That cleaning industry, yep. you know. But saying that, um, our fellow counterparts in Victoria still can't go out and do some work. Yep. So, you know, it is it is very difficult. But for someone like yourself, as you said, the um, you know, those people, it's been extremely difficult. Yep. How do you motivate yourself? That's the biggest thing. When people get into that headspace, how do you, as a motivational person, motivate yourself?
1: Well, for me, I mean, and again, you're very fortunate. I mean, you know me when I'm out in public, and you know me personally. Yeah. Right, and you can obviously see that that there is two different people, right? I mean, I I, I don't show too many people that I'm having a hard time. The human side, you know, my yeah. human side. Like this morning I had coffee with Daniel Cook, right? The Rabbitohs uh, hooker. And
0: he's your name dropper. Yeah, I am. Apparently he's dropping my name
1: all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) So, but you know, I I for me it's an embarrassment thing. Yeah. You know, and like I'm a pretty proud person. I'm proud of the struggles that I've had that I've overcome. Absolutely. You know, and there's been a fucking few of them. But this has been the biggest one for me.
0: Yeah.
1: And I've had to learn to, I guess, swallow my pride and ask for help, you know, because if we don't ask for help, we're going to be fucked.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and, and there's wonderful people like yourself who who have helped. Yeah. You know, and that do help. And, you know, you, you got to find, look, In these circumstances, I'm finding that it's, I I put it down to it's been like women and kids, you know. You've got to talk about it, but you don't necessarily need a solution, but as long as you can offload. Yeah. You know, I'm finding that offloading has been pretty good. I mean, there are some things obviously you need a solution for and you need to know when the solution is coming. So, As I said earlier, you've you've got to trust the process and know that there's got to be a light at the end of the tunnel and a lot of people can't see that light. I'm going to take you back to something that my parents did when I was a kid. And actually, and I I obviously don't remember it because it's when I was six weeks old and my mum and dad took me home for the very first time. They took me home up the stairs, through the front door, into the home. Can you give
0: people an idea? This is back in the 60s.
1: It's 1969, yep. 1969 is when I was born, so I'm 52, just turned 52 in August. Now, they took me home as I said, up the stairs through the front door into the home and instantly they started embedding resilience into me. Now, you might think to yourself how at six weeks yeah. old because what they didn't realise but what made me so much stronger was that if I was to go grow up and go inside, in and out that house, there were stairs, Mm. there were stairs. They'd never put a ramp in, they didn't do anything like that. So if I wanted to go out, I had to go down the stairs. If I wanted to go out in the backyard, I had to go down the stairs. Now for most people, it's very easy to go up and down stairs, you know, but for someone that had no form legs, I had to learn to do all that, you know, and that one task in itself, gave me resilience because when there were other times when I had to go up and down stairs, I drew on me learning to originally going up and down stairs. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've been in hotels when the lift doesn't work and I've had to go up like four or five flights of stairs. Wow. Yep. That might take me a fucking hour, you know, especially now because I'm a bit, bit of a chubby bubby, <laughs> you know. But, but you know what mum and dad did even, feel is that when as we got older, because i got two brothers and a sister, right? My two brothers are mentally retarded. Right. So they're not really, i just like saying yeah. that about them because they look like they are.
0: Right. <laughs> and yeah. <you> siblings. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but we, you know, we've got to, because we like, we grew up in a three-bedroom home. Mum and Dad had one bedroom, my sister had her own, and three boys in the other bedroom. Mum and Dad decided to put a, an extension on. We couldn't go any wider, so we went up. So they put more fucking stairs in the house, yeah. didn't they? And again, more resilience. Yeah. Now, I couldn't go up the stairs as quick as everybody else, but I could go down them a lot quicker. You
0: know, a bit, of a
1: bit of cardboard. Oh yeah, I used to lie on my belly on my chest
0: and zoom out like so, Superman. Yeah, you might know this, but uh, John's a bit of a gentleman junkie actually. So, <laughs> quad bike riding, loves his fishing. Um, you know, I don't
1: know if fishing's really adrenaline. It depends what size. Well, you it, fish it get. depends
0: where you go out to. So,
1: <laughs> it's uh, actually we've fished a few times together. Yeah, we? So, we need to do that again.
0: It's um, yeah. Again, it's it's making yourself up in life, isn't it? It's where you come from, is how you are in life. Well, it's recalling those situations,
1: one of the times I had to recall that situation, a simple stair situation, was the first time we went to China, right? And we were offered to go to the Great Wall, and my boy, who had cerebral palsy, and back in those days he was in a wheelchair, and we got driven out. To the Great Wall out of out of Beijing to a place called Badaling, right? And I kid, I, kid you not, we got out of the car and there was a sign, and it said "People with no legs and in wheelchairs admitted free." I thought, "You fucking beauty, you know, winner, winner, <laughs> winner, winner." But the trek, we we got two and a half hours into the walk just to get onto the Great Wall, right? Wow. And we're two and a half hours into it. And I was fucked. I was completely knackered.
0: Not you went the on gr- the skateboard? I yeah. was on the
1: skateboard, but yeah. it was all dirt, ground, oh, and yeah. everything else. Yeah. And it was getting worse. Right. Right. And right where we stopped, I could see the Great Wall, and I took some pretty good photos of it, actually. And Leanne could see that I was knackered. And she came up to me and she said, You know what? This is just too hard. If you want to go back, let's go back. And I turned around and looked at my son. And he's actually standing up out of his wheelchair, and his autism's kicked him, and he's flapping and clapping and doing all this and talking to himself, and people looking at him like, "What a weird kid!" And I thought, you know what? If I go back now, he may never ever get another chance to go to the Great Wall of China. Yeah. You know. So we left the skateboard behind from that point. I'm now on my arms. Left his wheelchair behind, hands stretching him, carrying him, walking him for another two hours. Oh, my. So it's been four and a half hours, one way, Phil, one way. We got there. We got to the base of the Great Wall of China, 30 steps. <sighs> Straight away, you know where it took me? There's six steps on the front porch, you know. Right. Straight away. I conquered those all those years ago, and they fucking put another 15 inside. <laughs> This is piss easy, you know. And I've got my boy. Here we go. Step by step and up we go. We get up there, fucking all the Chinese people gawking at us and looking at us and taking photos of us and security trying to keep them away and whatever else. And we sat there in a great China. My son got some photos of him and he looks like he's the angriest kid alive. (laughs) And we we had some photos and we were only maybe on there, six seven minutes i couldn't see anything i couldn't see out the holes i was too sure so i'm just looking at concrete right so we had the photos and then we trudged all the way back
0: oh you're kidding you didn't get your helicopter no No helicopter no 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 no.
1: (laughs) No, back then no 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 that was only my first trip (laughs) right the helicopter didn't come till about the fourth trip so but look i we was I was screwed for a couple of days afterwards, yeah. you know, I sore, but the memories
0: that that's created. The story you can tell. The today. story,
1: yeah, right, like right, right now, now, you yeah. know, all of that coming from that simple six stairs at home, you know, leading back to that, to having that resilience. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny how the way we think. It's, I mean, even those stairs, like when I go to an ATM, how do I get money out? Mm. I can't reach it. There's two things I've got to do. I've got to trust somebody with my card and my bin number, right? And I generally pick old people because they can't run away and they've forgotten my number, but so they walk away from the machine anyway. Or you got to, or, or I go and find a chair maybe from a restaurant or a cafe, drag it over to the machine, climb up on the chair, then do, 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 do my stuff, take my cash, take the chair back because I was always taught to put things back where you got them from and then away you go. And again, the stairs come into it. If I didn't do that with those stairs, I would be able to climb okay. from a chair,
0: yeah.
1: you know, so... What's my pen number? Uh, 1994, <laughs> brother. <laughs> so I... Again, it was my dad, what, what he did for me. I was 12 years old, sitting on my front porch, watching my two brothers ride their bikes around. My younger brother was 10, my older brother was 14, Adam and Luke. And... I was really upset, not for the fact that I just couldn't ride a bike, but I just wanted to go and have fun with them, mm. you know, and, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't just go and do what they were doing. And it was the camaraderie, the brotherhood that I wanted more than anything else. And my old man came out. My old man you know, he used to be a big, fat Greek fellow who's lost a bit of weight now, and he, he, he loved tapping me up the back of the head. And he sat down next to me and he said, you've got to stop your whinging and your bitching. He said this world is not going to cater for you, you've got to cater for it. And that has resonated with me, you know, for fucking 40 odd years. I've never forgotten it. You know, I look back at that because when I was 12, it was a pretty difficult time for me, you know. I put a gun in my mouth when I was 12 years old. I was ready to kill myself because of the shit I was going through at school. Mm. You know, I'd only been in school for three years and it was a really, really horrible time. So I went to school for six years, right? Two years of primary, four years of high school, and so that's about twelve hundred days, right? If we go to school for two hundred days a year, it's about twelve hundred days. Now, of those twelve hundred days, I had one good day. Wow, one good day, and that day was the very first time that I, I was on stage, and I was ten years. I was ten years. I was, I was at the beginning of my schooling life, and I was in a nursery on and I played Humpty Dumpty. I had half an eggshell on and everything. It looked like a toilet seat, you know. But I I knew then that I wanted to be on stage for the rest of my life. I knew. I actually wanted to be a stand-up comedian, but I can't stand up, you know. So, what about
0: the comedy part? Didn't have to worry about that. Didn't yet. have to worry about it. that. Just, <laughs> that just flowed, brother. Like, like
1: the bullshit. Well, that, that's just, what that. I <laughs> just flows out, you know. So, but I, you know what? feel like. I'm in a lucky position where, and I'm in a very honored position that I'm able to help people, you know, just by sheer presence sometimes. That's right. You know, you don't have to say anything. Someone said to me just yesterday, Oh my God, you're so inspirational. And I asked them why. And you know what they said? They said, Look at me. I said, Listen, having no legs doesn't make me inspirational. It's the things that I do because I've got no legs. Mm. that inspire people. We just saw the Paralympics. Yeah, How good were they? Did you watch any? I didn't watch I oh, any of the Oh, fuck. It was awesome, man. Yeah. We even had the equestrian in the Paralympics this year.
0: Okay.
1: I found that a little bit daunting because every horse had four legs. you Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> there was not one horse with an artificial leg. I thought, how is that, any? <laughs> That's the <not> Paralympics. <laughs> you know, my mate, little Scooter, was in the swimming. He, he's a midget or a, a little person, right? And he was swimming against able bodied people. I found that ridiculous. He's got to swim twice as far. <laughs> that doesn't work. And yeah, that's cheating. Yeah, but Scooter did all right, mate. He's good.
0: Nothing in the 25 minute pool?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he should have got a handicap, literally. <laughs> you know, cool. one of the best times I've ever had it was with you, and we went to the PGA.
0: That's right. Remember that? I do.
1: And I was fanboy. Do you remember yeah. who I was fanboy?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, Pedro. Yeah,
1: Pedro Sr. <laughs> and, mate, you got him to come up and talk to me yeah. and everything. And, like, like that's a moment. And, and, and life has to be made up of those moments. Like, oh, Goosey's just talking about it, you know. Like, you, you need your mates there to make sure that you have those moments, yeah. you know. Like, we've shared some pretty good moments, mate, and some tough times too, yeah. you know. And it's uh you gotta have that network, but you gotta be fucked.
0: Yeah. You know, you
1: can't go through this shit alone. It,
0: it's the time to lean on that network, too. It absolutely it? is. Yeah. It absolutely yeah. is. So we just had A U O K Day the other day, not long ago, a week ago, or so um, uh, how fitting was that, you know? Yeah. It's uh it's something that we need to probably discuss more, especially as men. Um, yep, probably don't get our feelings out as much as the. the Why story. is
1: it? You reckon? Is you reckon because it's the way we're built? Because we're meant to be tough and no, strong? No, I just don't
0: think we think that way personally. Yeah, I don't, I don't go around. You know, it's not a conversation topic. Yeah, that we just have. You yeah, know? it's um, I mean, my wife. God bless her soul. She loves to talk about her family and how she's going and the job. And, you know, for me, it's completely opposite. Yep. I want to talk as much bullshit as I can (laughs) outside that, you know? Yeah. Whether that's a guy thing or not, I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, but it's certainly the way I am. Yeah.
1: I'm of the view that, like, Valentine's Day, why does Valentine's Day need to be on one set day? Mm. Why does RUOK need to be on one set day? You know, we should be checking up on our mates a lot more often than just fucking one day of the year.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, we should be giving, you know, praising our loved ones more than just one day of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's
0: So uh, I've read a, I'm reading a book at the moment. Holy shit. No, 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 stop it. And um, <laughs> one of the things they talk about is uh, actually management styles. Yep. And um, I guess this is for people and business owners that have staff and they, they talk about the, the artificial thank you. It's about, you know, thanks for doing the job. Thanks for doing the job, you know. And the, the idea behind it is that if you don't specifically nail down in that area of what you're thanking them for, it's thanks, thanks, thanks. Oh, goodbye. You're yeah. fired. There's no reason for that firing. Where if you actually break down and say, look, I appreciate the way you did this, it um it made it so much better. You thought outside the box, blah blah yep. blah. Now it's specific on what yep. they're doing, the task, and how they completed that task. Yep. Um, and I guess that's the same what we're talking about now is that friendship. There is times when you have to nail down a little bit more. Yep, you have to pull away from that man persona, yep. or whatever it is, and reach out because now's the time. Yep. So, I mean, for you personally, um. Like you haven't had a full time gig now for two years. Yeah, that right. That's right. Two yeah. years. A- Eighteen months. Eighteen months. Yep. What does it look like on the other side for you? Well, where, where are you looking at? Because this is this is a real subject. You know, you've got your personal <clears> life that's obviously been devastated because of financial reasons. Yep, Yep. You still have to look forward. Um, you're going through new management at the moment. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. Yeah? Um, and this is the same with the like workers out there. They might have lost their job. So call it new management, new yep. ownership, yep. you know, looking for a new career. Everyone's going through that. Yep. What does that look like for you? How are you putting that in perspective?
1: I think the goal that I'm setting is that we can wipe the rest of this year off. There won't be any live gigs for the rest of this year, you know. Um, so and, and people are asking why why aren't they doing it because we've still got these restrictions in place. It's one every four square metres or whatever right. it is, yeah. right? Which means that if, if, if you're a company that's got 20 staff, you need a room that's 80 square metres. That's a big fucking room. It's a big room. You know, that's a big room, which means the bigger the room, the bigger the cost. Yeah. You know, so and companies can't afford to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you've got a, a company, you know, or a, a conference that's got 400 people coming, that's 400 square metres yeah, do it in a barn, you know, it just it doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. So
0: almost like an outside concert now. Right? Yeah,
1: it literally is. I mean, I think there's maybe how these bigger concerts might get off the ground. Like Guns N' Roses are coming here in November.
0: Right?
1: right? They're playing Metric on. It's an outdoor conference. It's an outdoor concert. See, so I I'm literally having to write off the rest of the year. And we're about to start planning for 2022, right? And we're going to have to, but we've got to make 2022 bigger than better than anything that that we've done before. Um, I, during this time, during COVID, obviously with all the downtime, I've worked on a new presentation,
0: okay,
1: um, and I'm working on another one now as well about goal setting. Um, so that'll give me three good presentations under my belt that you know I can go and deliver anywhere. And, and do what we need to do. So we're about to start planning for for 2022 and work out the best way to attack things and, and make sure, you know, and again, it, it's all speculative of this fucking virus, mate. Yeah. You know, whether the world opens up, but we've got to trust that it will. Yeah. You know, we've got to trust that, you know, 80% of people will get vaccinated and the borders will lift and, and away we go. I mean, I've, I've been double faxed. So, and that, you know, when I got my second one, you know what I got? Peace of mind. Okay. Straight away, gave me peace of mind. So my, my family's all vaxxed and that as well. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Planning for 2022. We're about to put the, the ball rolling to do a massive email out saying, I'm going to be here at this time, this time, this time, this time, this time, and, and make it all happen. So the good thing about Newcastle is that none of those schools have cancelled. They've only postponed. So, Got to go back to them and say, "Well, we're going to do it in 2022." Yep. Is a is still keen, you know, so they'll have an option. But I'm hoping that that they will come back and say yes. So that's where you might start it in Newcastle. How did
0: you go about setting setting yourself up? Uh, obviously, other than time, yep. To realize that, look, I do have the time. Yep. I need to invest in myself. Yep. How did that come about? What was the process that you came up with? Okay, well, that's a topic. Now I have to research and put yep. them together. What was that?
1: What well, was that? I, I actually looked at my previous presentations that I've done right. and, and chosen sections out of them that I can make whole new presentations out of that one section. You know what I mean? So uh and, and that's that's what I've done. Like there, there's one that I'm I'm contemplating on called um filling my shoes. Hmm. You know, Good it's type. a bit of a bit of a play on words yeah. for a guy with no legs, you know. Yeah. But it's it's I want that to be one about how fortunate we are, and how lucky we are to be able to have what we have. You know, and these these presentations only need to be thirty minutes long. They don't need to be an hour and hour and a half long. So, so they're short, bang, very impactful
0: okay. presentations. Where do you see them being broadcasted? What part? Um,
1: corporates, a lot of corporate stuff. And the good thing about those ones is that they can be used as workshops. Okay, you know, which is great. Like I can go and do my main presentation. And then do bust off sections and do um, workshops as well. Right. Um, I want to have the goal setting workshop as well, all up and running. So there's a whole variety of different things yeah. that 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 we're planning. So and you know next year is going to be a big year.
0: Sounds exciting.
1: It is very exciting. Yeah. And look, I I can't wait. I, I've missed my work. You know, I'm a social butterfly. Yeah. I love <laughs> I love interacting with people, and and the only way that I'm able to do that at the moment is you know. I'm fortunate enough that where we live here on the Gold Coast is that there's the odd poker tournament on, and that's how I've been socialising, you know, So, because I just love my poker. Not very good at it, as you know. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Better than me, but that's not (laughs) hard. Blind Freddy's better than you, brother. Stevie
1: Wonder's better than you. And he doesn't use braille cards.
0: (laughs) And look, this is actually true. Like, John's taking me out. I told him, he's ruthless when it comes back. Oh, to fuck and off. Ruthless, I tell you. <laughs> I'll got a, a story that happened down in the Gold okay, casino, because but I won't bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good story, dude. Yeah, was a great story. That was funny when you told it. So that poor bloke's still sore.
1: <laughs> I bet he is.
0: <laughs> Sammy right. <Bryant>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, so that's, that's what we're doing, mate. We're planning, yeah. planning for a big year. But you know we've still got three months of this year to get through, and it's I, look. And I know that it's difficult for some people, but they just need to focus on their family, focus on themselves. Absolutely. You know, you got to. If you don't focus on yourself, you can't focus on your family. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people miss that. Oh, I'm doing this for my family. Doing this? No, you're not. You're doing it for you first. Absolutely. Because if you can do it for you, then you get to take care of your yeah. family. You know. So we we got to do that, but. Big year next year, brother. Big year.
0: Have you um, done much with the NRL squads while they've been in town? Can't. They're in the bubble. Right. Can't have
1: anyone go in. Right. Actually, I caught up with Cookie as I said this morning, Um, because they can go to cafes and restaurants, but they can't go to pubs and clubs.
0: Right. Which is fucking ludicrous. But anyway, yeah
1: that's the rules and they're all abiding by the rules so which is good how did that come about
0: how did you meet up
1: with just at my local cafe you know where we went up the lot one he he, was just up there because they are staying not too far away from there okay him and his wife and little Willow were there so it was great it's good to catch up with him actually
0: Um, have you known him before yeah I've known him
1: before so I've been fortunate that I've worked with um, 14 of the 16 NRL clubs
0: Broncos is not one of those
1: Broncos is not one (laughs) I refuse because they're the Broncos. And Manly's the other one because it's fucking Manly. And my elder brother goes for Manly, so fuck you, Manly. He's
0: a New South Wales man, this boy, through and through.
1: I am. I was fortunate enough to be involved with the 1990, 1999 origin side with Wayne Pierce. So Gary Freeman and I were the assistant coaches back in 1999. Daryl Brampton was the uh, the manager. Junior, Junior Pierce was the head coach. And I still remember after it was, a draw, it was a drawn series. We won one, Queensland won one. Then in the pissing down round, I think it was 10 all at full time, but like QE2, all might have been Link Park. And um, six minutes to go, we sent a message out to Laurie Daly to kick a field goal, and he didn't do it. And that cost us the series. It was I think it was 10 all. But because Queensland won the year before, they kept. We didn't have – it wasn't Golden Point and all wow. that back then. So I want you remember after we won the – the first game, Spud Carroll came in and he picked me up and carried me around like a keg of beer <laughs> up on his shoulders, yeah, jumping around and really broke me in half. He literally broke me in half, <laughs> you know. But I mean, again, I've been fortunate enough to. How did
0: you get around that? How did you get. NRL is your game. NRL is my game. But you love all sports. I you do. You're a mad sports. Yeah, mad sports. How did, you, how did you get involved in all that? Well, my dad coached,
1: uh, like we grew up in Western Sydney, right. and my dad coached in the Penrith Junior League um, for one of the local clubs. He coached for 11 years, won seven premierships. You know, my brothers played, even my sister played back then when girls couldn't play with the boys up And I think, until under 10s or under 12s. Um, and my sister, she's a tough hombre, mate. She can beat the shit out of her three brothers before breakfast and not bat an eyelid. Um, so, and that's, that's where it came from me. And my dad used to take us to... Penrith games, you know, we used to go every second week or whenever the boys were playing. And I had a mate of mine, actually a mate of mine that I grew up with in the local caravan park where we used to go on holidays at Southwest Rocks on the mid-north coast of New South Wales. He um, he tried out for the Penrith President's Cup side, which used to be the under-21s. Okay, yep, And he got in and then I went, and Jeff Gerrard was the head coach for the President's Cup side, and I went along just to watch him train one day and Jeff Jethro bowed me up and said, you want to do some stuff with me as a coach? I said, mate, I would love to. And so I did my coaching apprenticeship under Jeff Drott and Phil Gould. Wow. So I have a level two coaching degree in rugby league, which means that I can be an assistant coach in the NRL. So to become a head coach in the NRL, I need a lot more experience. And that is one of my goals. I would, I would love to, be that I would love to coach in the NRL. I think that would be just fucking world. awesome, yeah. man, you know. So, um, yeah, so I mean, if a spot comes up somewhere in Even a in club,
0: Even in uh, <laughs> it'll
1: ruin my dad if I say <laughs> yes. But, you know, I, I think Kevy's a great bloke. Yeah. You know, Kevy and, and Boxer's up there with him. And, you know, they're all there. I mean, these footballers that are coaching now, they're all pretty good blokes, you know. I have an affiliation with Dave Ferner and, you know, and a few other coaches and Flanner who was at the Sharks, he's commentating and he's not sure what he's doing next year. And so it, it'll just be interesting. I mean, I, if a job was offered to me to go and coach in the NRL and I could sustain and pay my bills and, you know, do what we needed to do, if it was a proper job, I would seriously look at doing that. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it's a goal of mine to do that. Yeah, yeah. and. And I need the experience if I want to get the, the top job, you know, so. if you be... want
0: to do that, mate? You had enough grey hairs.
1: <laughs> yeah. I found my first grey pubic hair last week. Oh, it. it was in a kebab I had. You're joking. Yeah, I'm
0: serious. <laughs> <laughs> I can dodge a kebab. honey? Only here on the Gold Coast. Yeah, only here on the GC. <laughs>
1: but would I do it? I I would, yeah. Because i got to try. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: There's no, I, there's no barriers, is it? No.
1: I mean, look what's happening with all these other coaches in that now, mate. They get put through the ringer pool. Madge McWire's been hemming at the Tigers, you know. So I've got to try. Yeah. I've got to try. And whether I do good, whether I do bad, I fucking gave it a crack. And that's what life's about, mate. You've got to give it we a crack. Should,
0: I reckon you should uh, help coach New South Wales side next year. <laughs> with Guarantee Queenslanders a win. LAUGHTER <laughs>
1: and that was brought to you
0: by my mate, the cockhead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we
0: well, you need know all the help we
1: can get at the moment, I think, no Oh, mate, don't forget you. What do you I just know, win? Man, eight, eight in a row or something, mate? So, yeah, that's enough. Suck it up. Enough, oh, gee, never enough. enough. <laughs> <laughs> never enough. I think it's, this is the only time we're at rivalries, isn't it? <laughs> when it comes to origin. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I would. If it was offered to me, mate, I would absolutely seriously think about it. um I would take the job in, with Brisbane. I would seriously think about it. But
0: well, I guess that's the same. Let's, let's bring this back to business, yep. um, small businesses, um, especially at the moment where it seems like everything's overpriced. Everything's got a COVID tax. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's the same with trying to get staff at the moment. No one can get staff. That's yep. the biggest thing in our industry right now. Is getting stuff. Nobody wants to work. No one wants to work because they're getting their hand out. That's right. You know, um, so you're overpaying people. But again, still, not that we should have a role in how people spend their money. But as leaders or business owners, yep, there should be something where mm-hmm. you know you give that inspiration for the or education to the you know your workers to yep. say, hey, look, just in case of a rainy day, yep, um, or help. How do you find that? Is that something that you talk about in your speeches or how, do you bring up that conversation? Because we've talked about this a lot. Yeah. We talk about um, how young people, uh, that don't have life experience. Yeah. How do you get life experience? But, you know, talking to them like a parent doesn't work either. No, it doesn't. So. Uh, to
1: me, the best of experience is street smarts. Right. It doesn't matter how smart you are in a fucking classroom. Or at university, yeah. You know, you can be you can be the ducks of the university, but you need street smarts. Because street smarts to teach you who you can and can't trust. You know, and it's something that I've learned about. I mean, you know, personally, and you know this. Like last year, I went through a bit of trauma myself, mm-hmm. right? Um, because way back, many, many, many years ago, I had people in my corner who I thought I could trust, and that would you know, giving me advice on the right thing and and what I could do, and then ended up being the wrong thing, yeah. um, and when I found out, I was the one that stepped in and, and blew the whistle on myself to rectify it all and got fucking big slap in the face. But it's finding those people that you can trust, that you, you got to build the relationship with them and have the right people in your corner because yeah. who's in your corner is what matters. And who's in your corner? You need people in this saying, mate, you've been a fucking cockhead. You know, or you need people in your corner too that are going to say, you know, you... You did really great there. Yeah. Excellent job. But you've got to be able to listen to criticism as well as take the accolades. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you're not going to listen to the criticism, you're not you're not going to learn anything.
0: How, how do you put that into a perspective, I suppose, of um, changing your ways? And, and again, this comes back down to what you've had to do in the last 18 months. Yep. You've had to reassess everything that you've been doing. Yep. Uh, reinvent yourself. Yep. And I guess that's the perfect timing now is to do that. But how do you do that? Like, did did you have people that specialise in different areas or you sort of had to relate back to it? Because I suppose with business owners, this is the uh, the biggest thing we have, I suppose, as business owners, that it's hard for us to ask outside because we feel embarrassed that we don't know. Yeah. So how do you then go about... um, Again, for me, it's not hard. Yep. I, I don't have any problem at all asking anybody for help.
1: Yeah. It's something yep.
0: I really don't – it's not an issue for me. Yep. But it is for a lot of people. Yeah, it is. It's to say, hey, I really do need help. Yeah. So is there anything that you discuss about that in your talks? Because I know you come to our workshop. Yep. And you had a, you had a good conversation with our guys.
1: Yeah. How's your dad
0: Yeah, you're still going, mate. They're travelling at the moment, white nomads. Yeah, good so. on him.
1: Yeah, well, look, I, I've had to ask for help my entire life. You know, I mean, obviously there's some personal things that I struggled to ask for help for, as you know. But physically it's a lot easier for me to ask for help for physical things. If I can't do it, I can't do it. Right. I'm a realist, you know, like when I go shopping if I can't reach something on a shelf.
0: But that's visual. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's very visual. Yeah. For those, the things that aren't visual, Yeah, that's the hard part.
1: That, that is the hard part because even sometimes if it's not visual, you don't even realise you need to ask for that's help. That's exactly right. You know, you, you're missing the point. You know, so you need to, you need to really have a, an honest conversation with yourself, you know, and you need to say to yourself, look, well, can you do this or do you need to get help? Mm-hmm. You need to be honest with yourself, right? Because if, if you're not honest with yourself, you've got to really struggle in life generally. So the only one that can beat you up good enough is you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it shouldn't matter what other people say to you, but what matters is what you say to you. You know, Whoopi Goldberg wrote a great book. Another name drop. Another name drop. I haven't met her. I haven't met her. Have you met Tony Hawk? I have met Tony. Tony. (laughs) You're (laughs) right. He knew that. That's a name drop. (laughs) That's Phil name dropping now. But, you know, one of the best lines in her book, right, is that it doesn't matter what people call you, what matters is what you answer to. Mm. You know, and that, again, something that resonated with me for a very long time. And what that drives home for me is that, you know, if you've got these people out there saying you're a dickhead, you're a cockhead, blah blah blah, who cares? Because what matters is what you think of yourself. And people forget that. But how do you pick yourself up from that? Well, you, for me, it's thinking that how bad other people are worse off than me, right? You know, and and like I've been in some pretty sh- shitty situations the last eighteen months, you know, with no work and like financially and stuff like that. And as I said to you earlier, like. I've been in that fetal position in the shower yeah. where I've just, I've cried myself dry, you know, and, and I've just let out and I've turned the tap off and I've caught my reflection in the, in the mirror and I fucking hated what I saw. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, fuck, you know what? You've got a beautiful wife, you've got a great son, you've got, you know, three or four really close mates that you can count on which you. you are one of those guys, you know, you live in a superb place. I had to start looking at what I had in my backyard instead of what other people had in their backyard, right. you know, and I needed to, you know, because quite often we do, Phil, you know, you hear you hear the saying, the grass is always greener on the yeah. other side, right? right? You've heard of that. Yeah. You know what I say? <laughs> if you're jealous of that, water your own backyard. That's right. Water your own backyard. And that's what I had to start doing. Right. I had to start watering my own backyard so things in my life started to flourish including myself. Good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and look, that's. I think that's where we get that now is people are at that stage. Yep. They have been in the fetal position. Yep. Or a lot of them have. Some of them haven't come out of that position, mate. But we have to. Yep. You know, and again, I haven't been through it. Yep. I've been through other things in my life. Yep. Uh, A few years ago, you know that? Yep. Yep, Um, absolutely. And again, I reached. was able to reach out. Yep, and that's why we're we're real good mates, mate. You know? and, again, look, please, just everyone reach out, I guess. it's
1: If you need help, swallow your pride. Yeah. You know, ask people. for Yeah. Because I'm telling you now, the world is a better place with you in it rather than you not in it. Absolutely. You know, we've got to yeah. remember that.
0: And so, look, for the listeners, that so the idea about this whole podcast was actually about motivation, inspiration. Yep. So what I want to do is obviously are the people able to reach out to you?
1: Absolutely. You can get me on all social medias. Yep. Right. My website. Yep. What's your website? Johncutas.com. That's c o u t i s scom yep. com. Pardon me. And like I'm on Insta, Facebook, all that stuff. And and I I reply to every DM I get on my socials. Yeah. You know, and and they send me an email through my face, uh, through my website, reply to them as well. So. Yeah. That's it, it, important to have that contact with people. Mate. I think so too. Absolutely, you have know, got to have that contact with people. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, so look, reach out. Um, and look, as I said, I um, I actually got when we could. This is probably about four years ago, now five years ago. John actually came out to our warehouse and spoke to all our staff. That was a good morning. That was a great morning. Yeah, you should yeah. cook. By the way, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever offered you a bacon and egg roll?
1: <laughs> Cooking yourself. <laughs> Go to backers
0: right? <laughs> but look, it, um, we were at that stage in our business where it had been a long summer. The guys had worked hard. They'd sort of, you know, you get to that lull. Yep. And it was just good to get someone else to just talk to them and say, "Look, this is life. This is this is life." And know? if I remember
1: rightly, you had some staff in there that were a little bit. Um, they were like a rust in the system. Yep. And the cancer, rust was spreading the cancer. Yep. The cancer so we we made that choice to
0: yeah and again we gave him that option too we spoke yep. to them yep you know and we directed some of the stuff at him so it's um look face to face is always going to be best but i mean you can book john by zoom to have yep. a 30 minute session yep absolutely um, and i think t- to be fair you'll be you'll be quite surprised at the outcome you know it's Thanks, bro. it's very uh look he's a very good speaker and he he can director speaking to whatever topic, which is yep. a wonderful, wonderful thing. It's it's a great skill to have. So, mate, we're going to have to wrap this up at that bro. time. Um, please, everybody, I'll link all the show notes. Um, reach out to John. He's a very inspirational, very good friend of mine um, and can, he's more than happy to help. So thank you again, mate.
1: Mate, before you go, I just want to thank you very much for everything that you've done for me. No, no you know, Not just in the last 18 months, but, you know, as I said, we've been mates for... Fifteen odd years now, yeah. which is a long time. Back when you were beardless, <laughs> you know that was a scary time too. You know, but we've spent a lot of long nights together and yeah. a lot of bloody good rides together, and and many more to come yet, brother. So you know, lots of love to you and Bronnie and the boys, and and uh, we need to get him back in that limousine, won't get any yeah, more burgers. Absolutely, that sounds like a plan, right?
0: <laughs> All right, guys, thank you very much, and we'll see you on the next one.
2: By assessing this podcast, I acknowledge that the Professional Carpet Cleaners and Restorers podcast makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. Unless specifically stated otherwise, the Professional Carpet Cleaners and Restorers podcast does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, or surface, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast. And information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in these podcasts do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards or policies of the Professional Carpet Cleaners and Restorers podcast. The Professional Carpet Cleaners and Restorers podcast assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with the political laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. Moreover, the Professional Carpet Cleaners and Restorers podcast makes no warranty that this podcast or the server that makes it available is free of viruses, worms or other elemental codes that manifest contaminating or destructing uh, properties. The Professional Carpet Cleaners and Restorers podcast expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising of any individual's use of, reference to, reliance on, or inability to use this podcast or the information presented in this podcast.